0: If you want to catch all the Daydreamers live on camera, see our beautiful faces, hang out and get your questions answered. Follow us on Twitch, twitch.com slash Daydreamer Media. Click the notification bell and never miss when we go live. Welcome in to the Fantasy Daydreamers live stream. I am your host JJ. With me tonight on the ones and twos is Keoni.
1: Hello, everybody. Yes, this podcast is going wonderfully. <laughs> uh, if you want to, uh, if you want to hear my revelatory insights and other amazing things on a visual format as opposed to an auditory medium. You can catch me on the Twitters at Daydreamer Keone.
0: Thank you for filling in for producer Ian tonight. Also, Ryan is with me.
2: What's up guys, R-O-K-K-O, Rocco Rocco Rocco, Daydreamer. That's the Twitter. Um, You can also see me on the Instagram and on the TikTok at FF Daydreamers. check me out
0: and you guys can follow me at jj daydreamers on twitter if you wouldn't mind go ahead and take a second follow subscribe whatever it is wherever you are whatever it's called apple podcast spotify youtube click the notification bell if it's got one tell your friends and let's bring home some trophies this year now let's get into the news all right first up The Deshaun Watson news finally broke. Deshaun Watson's suspension has finally been handed out. He's getting an 11-game suspension. Man, this is a long time coming, but we finally have the information we want how long Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended for 11 games. What are you guys' thoughts on the Browns' offense through the first 11 weeks? Are you guys moving guys up your draft board, dropping guys down your draft board? How do you guys feel about this situation from a fantasy aspect?
2: Uh, For Amari Cooper, I currently have him at wide receiver 30. And it's probably where he's going to be at for me the rest of the time, simply because I don't trust Jacoby Brissett uh, to give Amari Cooper the kind of targets he needs. Um, In Joku, I'm kind of moving up a little bit more simply because uh, Brissett has always passed a lot to tight ends. It's kind of his security blanket. So maybe Joku does get a little more targets. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt still have good like high, good uh, running backs. I don't really have anything different for that. Um, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about Watson and I wouldn't really worry about him in the playoffs either. I know people are like, oh, he's going to come right back for your playoff run. He's not played football in <sighs> such a long time is going to be rusty and it's hard for me to be like let's put him on my team and see what he does i playing football and missing that much time as a quarterback is game-changing you saw it when he played that game versus uh the jags or they went like punt three straight drives in a row you know it's just not good not good for
0: him yeah i agree Staying <laughs> away uh from watson no i mean there's really no reason to, to add and stash Watson. 11 games is a long time. Unless you have an IR spot that's going to allow you to put a suspended player in that IR slot, you don't need Deshaun Watson on your team. I agree. Amari Cooper is going to be wide receiver three, late 20s, early 30s range. Cream Hunt, Nick Chubb, going to probably keep them exactly where I have them. You know, uh Nick Chubb, late running back one, early running back two, Kareem Hunt. I'm I'm kind of high on. Uh, you know, late, I would say he's a running back three. Um, let's see where I got him ranked actually. Um, and then yeah, Joku's kind of an interesting option here because you never know with the tight end position. There's always going to be a couple guys that you're not expecting that that come out, pop out, and he he might be one of them this year.
1: Uh, I, yeah, I, I basically agree with you guys. Um, I, I kind of ranked players with with the expectation that Watson was, you know, not going to play this season. And even though it's going to be for, you know, five to six games. um, Yeah, he's, if anything, he might be like a streaming option in a week or so. like, you know. I got to see it. I got to see it first, that, though. Exactly. You have to, you kind of have to, you know see how he hit, what his ability is at that point. And so yeah, don't reach for him in the draft. Don't probably don't even draft him. Um,
0: no, yeah. Don't draft.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then like if you're at that point in the season where you're like, your quarterbacks are injured or out or whatever, and you're desperate and you need a guy, then maybe, but otherwise I wouldn't worry about Deshaun Watson, um, especially without seeing him play. Um, and then also this is kind of a cheeky move by the NFL. They still manage to um, make their their nut, if you will, in terms of ratings. Because guess who they're playing in the week that they come yeah. back? The Houston Texans. Oh, it's almost like this was planned from the beginning. Um,
2: yeah, it's just. I do think that they want. Sorry, I do think they wanted to suspend him for that game. But um, what if he missed that game? He wouldn't have gotten paid for like his contract would have had to renew. So that's why the players association fought so hard is. So if you play six games, you're able to get the full season. So that's like, or they would have had to gone to like the fed, like the federal court, gotcha. you know, Yeah, that's where it was like, uh, that's why I think they got the fine for $5 million too.
1: Fair enough. I mean,
2: just to add a little bit, of, I do, I do agree. They should have planned that out way, like way easier. But I think that was the big deal breaker is that he wouldn't have gotten, um, you would still get paid, but you just would have to do the $1 million contract thing for next year.
1: So that makes sense from like, that's like the logical, like probably actual answer. And then it also doesn't hurt the NFL, you know, in terms of a rating perspective. Um, So it kind of worked out for them. Like,
0: yeah. All right. Matt Corral, rookie quarterback, suffered a Liz Frank injury. He's going to miss his whole entire rookie season, unfortunate for him, but he was not going to be the starter. Drake London, wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. He's dealing with a knee injury, but he is expected to be back and playing in week one. Uh, How big do you think that of a deal is that for you guys?
2: I mean, I mean, (laughs) sorry. good, good. That's funny. Uh, We've been hanging out too much, Uh, but (laughs) uh, does it hurt a little bit? Yes. He's still going to be the number one, number two option on this team. Um, but I would be a little, you know, insecure about drafting him. It's never good to draft a guy who's dealing with a knee problem, especially a guy who came off a big ankle surgery. Yeah, exactly.
0: I, I'm not drafting Drake London in in redraft. Probably. I'm hoping that whoever does draft him gets sick of him over the first few (laughs) weeks as he doesn't really produce rookie wide receivers take a little bit to, to come along, but we've seen it the last few years with rookie wide receivers really going off in that second half of the season. So I'm hoping that someone might drop him. I think Drake London definitely has a chance to break out the second half of the season. Uh, just not super excited for the first half.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, yeah, he's, a coming off injuries. He's a rookie guy. Um, if you can, you know, he's, he would be a guy who I would consider like, you know, that last pick in the draft, You know, he's got upside, but you're not spending like you're basically spending nothing in terms of draft capital on him. And it's all flyer from there. So if you want to do that, that's where I would suggest maybe, you know, a good spot to get him. But he might be gone by then. But that's not a huge loss for you if he's gone by then. There are plenty of other guys to get at that, you know, in that last spot in the draft that have also are flyers and have upside. Um, Yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's a great tagline for him, too. Drake London, he's a rookie guy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, more news. Miles Sanders is sitting out of practice dealing with a hamstring injury. Ryan, our Eagles B reporter, what do you got for us on this? <laughs> Miles Sanders. Uh,
2: well, they are pretty sure he's going to play week one. But I dropped him down the 30. I mean, it's more – I heard it's more precautionary just because – they don't want to get worse but i do i did drop him from like 24 to 30 um so because he, starting with injuries he's had injuries his whole career basically i would um i'd stay away it's hard yeah i'm
0: right i'm right there with you um probably staying away he he's going to be the rb1 on this team but it's just not going to help you in fantasy i don't think like Kenneth Gainwell, we all want him to do super well. He's going to eat it into – wait, let me finish. He's going to eat into Miles Sanders a little bit. But Boston Scott is going to be the guy. We, I mean, he does it every single year. Boston Scott's going to pop off for a couple weeks here. And we saw in the preseason game, they, they like Boston Scott there in Philly. I, yeah.
2: I mean, Kenneth Gainwell has been having a drop problem, so that's why um... – that's why I'm kind of staying away from him. Um, so I don't, the, the, whoever runs behind this offense line is going to get yards. And Jalen Hurts. Think you saw in the, like you said right before the preseason game, both touchdowns. Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell running. Um, I mean, it was second team offense. Yeah,
0: yeah, but, but it's just
2: it's just not going to be a it's going to be a true committee. It's, I don't think they produce a lot is, of fancy value. It's going
0: to be a three headed committee, and it's not going to help. And none of them are going to help your fantasy team. Mm. Yeah.
1: The dreaded hydra of the backfield. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, focus focus, focus on Jalen Hurts. Yeah. yeah. Focus always, on yourself.
0: King. Don't draft um, <laughs> <laughs> Focus
1: on uh focus on Jalen Hurts, focus on AJ Brown in the draft. Those are guys you're going to want to get on that team.
0: agreed Tom Brady returned to practice on Monday after about a two-week hiatus. Huh, you know, Tom Brady. Do you think the rumors are true? That he's on the mass Singer? Are we Are we going to
2: see him? I'm, gonna I gonna am not going to see him.
0: I'll tell you that much. I might find out on Tuesday the day after.
2: Is Mama and Papa Sage going to see him? <laughs> Shout out to Mama and Papa Sage. Sorry, what's that,
0: the rumor is that Tom Brady took the, the two weeks off because he was on the mask singer. singer. He was the person behind Remember. the Remember? Oh. He's a Fox, he's a Fox yeah, ambassador. Yeah. Sign a that. Fox contract. ambassador.
2: Yeah, get, get paid. I, no. I might have done it. Now, it might
0: not be completely true I, at all, but it's I don't funny think to it say. It is, but it's pretty funny, I agree. Mom and Papa Sage going to tell us. They'll let us know. <laughs> Y'all see Tom Brady on the mask singer last night? <laughs>
1: What do you think about the whole, basically, I think, confirmed aspect of him? Like, it worked out for them and all that sort of stuff. But the whole Raiders thing? Just wild?
0: Uh, You know, I think that it's the NFL and there's lots of deals on lots of tables. And, you know, yeah, I'm looking at houses. But until that contract is signed, I'm not going anywhere, you know?
1: True. But I think it was just more, like
0: how they said that john gruden Gruden? stopped it gruden was like
1: oh no he he ixnated at the the last minute it's like what are you doing like yes you deserve to be gone for i mean for other reasons of course but for like for other reasons
0: uh you know gruden had a 10-year contract he was trying to build something he thought tom brady was retiring the next year so he gruden I feel like he had reasons to say no and go with a 28-year-old quarterback over a 42-year-old quarterback.
1: That That's fair for sure, but... Um, now, yeah, you probably would have yeah.
0: won a Super Bowl, and I would have gone with Brady too, but I'm just saying I don't think it was yeah. like cut, all the way cut. done. Okay. And, and Gruden was just like, actually, no. I think there was <laughs> a lot more steps that had to be taken, and Brady and Gronk were just very interested in it.
1: He, did, he didn't say, Spider 2, why banana enough? <laughs> that's, that's the, that was the key.
0: Yeah. All right, here it is. The Panthers have named a starting quarterback. <gasps> and the starting quarterback... For the Carolina Panthers in the 2022 season will be Baker Mayfield. I think we all saw it coming. Um, They traded for Baker. Uh, Sam Darnold not as good. I think it's the right move. Go go with go with Baker here.
1: They're just listening to those fans at that one particular (laughs) practice session yelling Baker's name over
0: and over. But
2: what do you think this adds? Does this add to DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson? I always
0: had Baker uh, starting for them. I wasn't going to pretend that it wasn't going to be Baker (laughs) the whole time. So Ah, it doesn't change my opinion at all. If you want to see my uh, ranks, you can go head over to our website, fantasydaydreamers.com and find all of our rankings there.
1: It's a good website. Yeah, it is.
0: Washington... Tight end Logan Thomas was activated off the pup. Uh, That doesn't mean he's fully returned to practice, but it means that he can, he's probably going to be back within the first four games of the season. So it's, it's good. It's good news.
1: Yeah. And one of those guys where it's like, he had his kind of shining moment and then it was just, you know, that stretch or that year and then injuries. And then it's just like, ah, happens with tight ends a lot.
0: Exactly. The Raiders traded quarterback Nick Mullins to the Vikings for a 2024 seventh-round pick. Uh, I think this is more indicative of what the Vikings are doing and that they really want to make a push for for that Super Bowl. Nick Mullins did play under uh, the new head coach there in Minnesota, and I believe the GM was – both of them were in San Francisco when Nick Mullins was there. So they got a guy that kind of knows their system to come back up Kirk just in case something happens with Kirk, I think. Uh, They got a guy that knows the system already. The Raiders, uh, this one's big news. Tight end Darren Waller is dealing with a hamstring injury, so he missed quite a bit of practice, and now he's dealing with a hamstring injury. How do you guys feel about Darren Waller Waller heading into draft season here?
2: Uh, He won't be on my team. Yeah. I already dropped him
0: to, uh, I think,
2: six. My tiny rankings.
1: Not a guy that I'm probably looking he's he's kind of in that um like a bubble or whatever around like a mystery zone, a void of like I'll get the guys before him or I'll get the guys after him. And then just probably not getting him with just the injuries and like his upside is fantastic when he plays and you know what we've seen he can do, but just injuries have really hampered him.
0: Darren Waller or TJ Hawkinson? Because I feel like Hawkinson is, is a good tight end, too. He's, yeah, he was injured last year. But he mm-hmm. kind of falls into that same zone that you were just talking about, Keone, where it's like, I'll take the guys before him or the guys after him. But he, he's just going in those middle rounds where I don't want to take a tight end. Yeah,
1: yeah. let, let somebody else take a. But no, who would you rather
0: have, Hawkinson or Wall? Um,
1: I think with – oh, God. With, I'm going to say like with Devonte Adams going to the Raiders and probably going to be a target monster and a target hog, I don't think Waller's going to get enough targets to supplement, you know, what he needs. And so I'll go with TJ Hawkinson's because I think he has a better chance of getting targeted a decent en- enough in games to to have to draft him.
2: I'm gonna to have to say Waller. Uh, that's what my rankings say, and I think it's because this offense is gonna be better than the Detroit's offense. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, the chances for, I mean, TJ still gonna have uh, St. Brown, Swift, Jamal Williams. Um. When Jamison Williams comes back, he'll be good. And then, why am I forgetting his name? Oh, DJ Sharp. <laughs> So oh, am I forgetting his um, name?
0: Come on, bro. Just forget it.
1: <laughs>
0: so,
2: <laughs> so, I mean, there's uh, weapons with not as good as a quarterback and Jared Goff. So, I'm going to have to go Waller. He's still probably the, the two on this team.
0: I think I lean TJ. Waller missing a lot of time during the off offseason. Uh, uh, I think it just hurts him just enough to where I go TJ Hawkinson there. The Raiders also then released running back Kenyon Drake. No one saw it coming, but uh, you know they drafted Zamir White.
2: White, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to disagree that no one saw it coming. <laughs> maybe, maybe I saw it on the horizon. You know when he was playing in the third oh quarter of the first gosh. preseason game. They
0: gave him so much money and everyone went wild. Oh, Josh Jacobs is done. Kenyon Drake is showing up. Two years, ten million dollars. After that season, uh, you know, you guys think that Kenyon Drake is can can be added to any other team and become relevant again or not <sighs> Buffalo, here Kenny? we go. Yeah. Buffalo,
2: do I so many people in Buffalo though already? Get rid
0: of, get rid Very of good. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. Dang, Singletary. Yeah, I, I think Drake. so too. <laughs>
1: And you can't get rid of James Cook.
0: No, he's a rookie. You don't have to pay him barely anything. Yeah. Zach Moss is probably not paying anything either, though.
1: Yeah, no, get rid of Zach Moss. Yeah, that's that's fine. All
0: right. Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas is dealing with a hamstring injury. Ryan, you wanna talk you wanna take this one?
2: No, I don't. <laughs> it, hurts,
0: oh, it hurts too bad.
2: I mean it... Coming off the big ankle surgery, all that rehab, it does make sense. was looking you know, good, though. For, it does make sense for him to get a little tweak in his hamstring. Hopefully, it's early enough where he still has a little time to recover. Um, but like I said on our mock draft Monday live stream, which you can again, you can check out on Mondays around 8 p.m. If he's not there, Chris Olave rockets up for me so because now he's number one. But you know it we'll see. I think Mike Jarvis Landry is what Jarvis Landry is. A solid probably wide receiver 3, plays a lot in the slot. I don't expect him to be fantasy relevant. I mean, he couldn't do it in Cleveland. Last time he did it is when he had a stupid amount of targets in Miami. Yeah,
0: but with when he was he was Michael the ball Thomas there he be getting a stupid amount of targets in New Orleans.
2: That's not true, because it seems right. better. Chris Olave is better than any receiver that best. plays with Dolphins at the best. time, and AK is one of the best running backs in yeah. the league. So I don't agree with that. He had his chance to Cleveland the show what he could do. Didn't do it.
1: Yeah, uh, Michael Thomas listening, got people listening to a lot of uh, Linkin Park because, you know, he tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it <laughs> didn't even matter.
2: I mean, I don't think he's not yeah, done yeah, he's I know done. It's, it's a over
0: bad Over and over yeah. and hard, over yeah. and over again.
1: Yeah. It's always yeah. the same thing. So where are, you,
0: where are you taking him now? How many rounds are you dropping him after this? He was going in the sixth round before the injury. Now where are you taking him?
2: Okay, before the injury, he was my wide receiver 15. And you're I dropped him. him. Oh, yeah. And I dropped him to wide receiver 21.
0: Oh, okay. So six spots. So you're still taking him in the I sixth probably- round.
2: Yeah, if I mean I would have to see how bad this hamstring injury is. They I haven't heard I heard it's just a little hamstring. And that's better than being I big just need hamstring.
0: to see him to, I just need him to get back on the field practicing at least. I don't yeah. need him to play in the preseason games. I get that. He's not going to get back practicing on the field though, please. Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard was activated off the PUP list. Uh good for him. I don't. I think he's missed too much time uh, mm. to really be fantasy-relevant at the beginning of the season. He could definitely break out in the middle of the late part of the season, but I would give him time.
2: Uh, no, I don't think so.
0: He had that connection with Daniel he, Jones where he, he had a couple games there where he was fantasy-relevant.
2: Yeah, but Tony, uh, Wando Robinson, kind of take his role up already. String Shepard isn't doesn't really have a role for me. I can see him getting cut. Really?
0: I think I think. Well, like, It's gonna be Hammer Slayton. I think they they like Shepard more than they liked Tony before the injury for sure. Oh. Yeah, they did. I, I mean, I'm not saying they're right and that Tony's not the better wide receiver, no. but they didn't like him for. I mean, it's a it's a different.
2: Mm, that's fair. All
0: right. Ravens running back Gus Edwards will miss at least the first four weeks after being placed on the reserves pup list. So, any players placed place on that list now are going to miss at least the first four weeks of games. And that'll do it for the news. Let's move on off. to some Twitter polls. That's yeah, a lot of news. There's, there's a lot. All right. Uh, So if you guys don't follow us on Twitter at FF Daydreamers, go ahead and follow us there. We post Twitter polls every single week. We want your opinions. So our first poll: Who would you rather have in redraft, Deontay Johnson or Brandon Cooks? Keone? I'll let you start us off here. Who would Um, you rather
1: have? So I like both of these guys, and I both I have them both as wide receiver twos, Um, but I think in my rankings. I have Deontay Johnson a little bit ahead of of um, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, and so I just think he has um, a better ability to um, to catch like get get receptions. And I know even though it's not going to be the same as last year, um, like. It's, it's, it's going to be, it's, he's still going to get, he's still the number one guy there. And yeah, I I just have him slightly ahead, even though I really like both of these guys and it's close. I don't think you can go wrong with either of these guys. Um, Yeah. They're both big PPR um, guys. And I think he has a better chance of getting in the end zone specifically more than cooks because they're both going to catch the ball a lot. But I think Deontay Johnson will end up in that end zone more than Brandon Cooks. Um, both are great at their ADPs, so I don't think you can go can go wrong with either of them. Um, but slightly ahead with Johnson.
2: Uh, I have Cooks, but I'll explain more <laughs> of that later. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm I'm going Deontay Johnson here. Um, what? Yeah, just just by a little bit, just like Keone said. You know, I see him s- still as that wide receiver one in Pittsburgh. And I just – I think that he gives a little bit more upside than Brandon Cooks does. While Brandon Cooks is maybe the the safer option, we know what he's going to be with, with Houston, and that's not going to be a great offense. I don't think Pittsburgh's going to be a great offense. Their offensive line really struggles, but that's also going to force – uh, Mr. Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, whoever the starting quarterback is, there to get their ball out of their hands, just like Ben, Big Ben, had to last season. Uh,
2: no, I'm a little disappointed in you that there isn't Kenny Pickett jersey either on you or right behind uh, you on that wall really? right now. I thought, I thought it was already ordered. Kenny Pickett?
0: Bro. No, I'm not. I'm not. The, what? That's the quarterback the Pickett, of the future. Maybe. Uh, Pickett's <laughs> jersey going up on the wall, bro. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Deontay Johnson with a terrible, let's just be honest, terrible Ben Roethlisberger uh, finish outside of the top 36 one time. Like, he's just he's going to get so many targets. He has chances at scoring touchdowns. There are a, quite a bit of players there where it, it might take away from his targets. But I just lean with the upside of Johnson. And Twitter's going to agree with Keone and I. 77% of the people said Deontay Johnson. Hooray. All right, next Twitter poll. What is the best topping on a waffle? Mm. What is your guys' favorite topping for a waffle?
2: Can I just say that strawberries and chocolate chips didn't make sense to me? Because I thought, you put chocolate chips and strawberries in your waffles. You can add them on top too. I've never seen a place. Huh? I mean, unless it's like some Denny's where it's like.
0: Uh, if you go, whole idea, if you go to a good waffle place, uh, they're not putting strawberries in in the batter. They're putting the fresh strawberries uh, on top. Uh, and none of this frozen strawberries in the batter. Just syrup. That's the right answer.
1: <laughs> I mean, like syrup. You got to have syrup on there. But I think I said just everything, and then add whipped cream, and just yeah, like. That's how you do it, you know, because you get you. So you you start with your butter, and then you do your syrup, and then you add your fixins, and then top it off with oh, you really, the uh, the whipped cream, smiley face, or just a, a mound or no see I you know, go different
0: I go I go butter then strawberries then chocolate chips then syrup then the the whipped cream.
1: Okay, I, well, I missed in a step a in, a mound. in mine. Right. I missed a step in mind is butter, syrup, chocolate, chip, strawberries, then syrup again. <laughs> okay. And then you do the, then you do the whipped cream and more syrup. No.
0: Yeah.
1: I, Cause you yeah, have the syrup to deflate the whipped cream at that would
0: point. Would you rather have a different fruit on there, Ryan? Do you no, hate fruit. Just
2: one syrup. No, I don't hate fruit. I just, I've got to have a bowl of fruit right next to it. Why do I put fruit on my waffles? It's either it's a ingredient in the actual Christ. waffle or it's not in the, it's not on my waffle. You only eat
0: Eggos, huh?
2: <laughs> no, I don't all eat egos. I make, I can make waffles. I have a waffle maker. Yeah, the toaster yeah,
0: got, or ego. Yeah, Mr. No, Egg. I got, I
2: got, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a little Mickey Mouse one. You know, it's cute. It's whatever. It's cool. I'll make waffles, put a little put peanut butter, a little chocolate chips. Also, oh, peanut butter. Another. Yeah, that's an option. In the waffle. In the waffle. I'm not Dude, putting things you need on to, waffles. You
0: need to not cook. You need to stop.
2: What's happening. Like, I, okay,
1: I can get chocolate chips yeah, yeah. in the waffle.
0: I, I even see strawberries in the waffles. I've seen it before. It's
2: just. A- what? You never had peanut butter waffles before? They're delicious. On the waffle? Yeah. Never in the waffle. Well, just try peanut. Just try peanut butter things, but it cooks, wobble.
0: it makes it cook different, it makes it a different consistency, and it cooks worse. as why you don't put
2: all the it. It's not it, debatable if you've never had it. If you've never so. had it, how do you know? I mean, but see, you're capping right now. Either you had it or you haven't had okay, it. You so, can't be judging things. You peanut butter had. on a can nice, can like crispy,
0: I never had It's my life, I can do what I want. I, will judge <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I don't
2: know. Why you gotta try new things? Okay, okay could peanut Stand butter in your palate?
1: Peanut butter on a nice crispy waffle is good. That's that's good. Like peanut butter toast, peanut butter waffles, great. Um, that's like enough. Also, another option I I guess I, I thought of is a San Diego.
0: Yeah, yeah, was I, I was just gonna talk. I that. It.
1: So, if you're not, it's basically butter and then you top it with cinnamon sugar and it gets like a nice sandy beach. And it's called a San Diego because you know the waffle, Da-da-da.
0: it's really good you should try one it is very haven't good had one. yes well uh, i think this one was pretty obvious syrup came out on top with 75 percent of the butter.
1: What? Yeah. now new- do you what's that i'm sorry do you do you mess with like other types of syrup like or is it just plain you know butter like you're asking not,
0: if i go uh, to denny's or ihop huh?
1: or yeah like the the blueberry syrup or strawberry syrup or whatever it is
0: not really Whenever I was a kid, I would obviously, but now that I'm older, I'd go with the maple syrup and. All
1: right. Okay, here's here's a you know a, weird not a weird one, but here's a one I thought of marmalade putting marmalade on your, your mm.
0: waffles. It's
1: Paddington, I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess Paddington likes marmalade sandwiches.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Happy National Waffle Day, guys. Oh hooray! <laughs> All right, let's move on to our my guys. Actually, we're changing the name of it. Oh, let's oh. move on to our daydreamer. Daydreams? What were we calling it, Ryan? I don't
2: daydreams. know. I think they're probably daydreamers. Yeah, let's yeah. move on to because our. They daydreams. put you in your happy there place. You
0: guys that are going to put you in your happy place this season, whenever you draft them who wants to start us yeah. off Ooh, who wants to come on? i can go first right
2: okay uh let me uh paint a little picture for you a little player comp so player a for the 2021 season 7.5 targets 4.9 receptions uh this is all per game obviously 6. 6.63.8 yards and 0. 0.38 touchdowns. Compared to player B, 8.8 targets, 6.2 receptions, 65.5 yards, and 0.4 touchdowns. Player A, C.D. Lamb. Almost in everyone's top 10. Player B, a guy we were talking about a little bit earlier, Brandon Cooks. It says 12 games with uh, Davis Mills. Let's go back since he's been with the Texans. His two years, top 15 in receptions, targets, yards, touchdowns, and total fantasy points. You're right. He is consistently very, very good. Um, I thought, I think with him in this offense, Pep Helvinton, a guy who I think is a pretty good offensive coordinator, a year two Davis Mills, no real great options behind him. Brandon Cook is going to soar again. I mean, I like Nico Collins, but Nico Collins is still – not even in a top 50 receiver. There's probably not another great option on this team in general. I called him the cheap version or poor man's version of Keenan Allen. But the difference between Keenan Allen and Brandon Cooks, Keenan Allen has multiple weapons around him that takes targets away. And Brandon Cooks doesn't. Brandon Cooks will be the number one in his offense. He's done it with a bunch of different quarterbacks. The Watson drama is all gone. The Texans can start free. I think Brendan Cooks should be a perfect floor riser for every team. Yes, he might not win you weeks, but he keeps you in the games. And you you just need to have that. Right now, his ADP is wide receiver 21 on Fantasy Pros. I have him wide receiver 15. I think when you compare the talent around him, or the people who can draft around him, the DK Metcalfs, um, I think DJ uh, DJ Moore is right there. Um, And Mike Williams, he has the highest floor because he's guaranteed the most targets. Mike Williams is still number two with uh, the Chargers. And DJ Moore has a brand new quarterback who's just in a quarterback battle in Baker Mayfield. I'd much rather have Brandon Cooks in that situation. I think he will be, again, not a league winner, but he's a guy that keeps you in every game and keeps you making your way to the playoffs.
0: All right. I'll go next. My first daydream player is going to be Josh Jacobs, who last season finished inside the top 24 running backs, three or 11 times in in 14 games, Finished as the running back 14 overall. The Raiders got rid of Kenyon Drake this off season. And I really think that that says a lot about, uh, what they're going to do with this running back room. They drafted white earlier on in the draft this season, but it's going to be Josh Jacobs. It's going to be his role here. He's going to get over 200 touches again, close to a thousand yards rushing and seven plus touchdowns on the ground. Plus his targets and receptions have gone up all three years of his career. Uh, I don't know if they go up again this year. He got 64 targets last year and 54 receptions, which is huge. Um, but with the addition of Devontae Adams, I don't think that goes up very much. I think it sticks right around that 50 range, though, which is all you really need if to be a running back two in fantasy football. Uh, he's never finished outside of the top 24 in all three seasons. This is... One of the clear running back one situations in the NFL right now, Josh Jacobs is clearly the Raiders running back one. And and I'm, I'm gonna buy the dip in, in Josh Jacobs. They're not, they didn't sign him to an extension. And so I think the Raiders run Josh Jacobs into the ground this year. He's gonna score some touchdowns. He's gonna get the ball inside the five yard line, 10 yard line and yeah, taking Josh Jacobs
1: my first guy um, is a guy that I've talked about previously here and I've liked him for a while even though he hasn't been in the league for very long um, much like JJ talked about earlier with uh, with rookie wide receivers um, catching on late or later in that second half of their first season this is almost textbook for this guy it's Amon Ross St. Brown of the Lions he's gonna be their number one wide receiver in that offense and he's so he's gonna get the ball i think they have a relatively fairly easy schedule and usually a, a, an easier schedule means more like better work for the running backs which it probably definitely will be um but they're the lions so i think they're going to be in a lot of games regardless i don't think they're gonna you know pull ahead of anybody too far to not have to pass the ball throughout the entire game. Um, I think he will easily get a hundred targets again. And I don't see why he can't average, you know, a touchdown every other game. Um, Last, like last year he had nine games of at least 10 fantasy points or more, depending on your scoring. And that's even before he went, like that's including games before his um, tremendous run like at the end of the season and I know we've we've said like there they weren't major players like TJ Hawkinson was injured at that point and DJ uh, DeAndre Swift was injured but I don't care I I believe in him I like I I think he can do it and like he's the he's the number one guy there and I think he has a connection with Jared Goff and also his he shares a name with an Egyptian God for God's sakes like amazing and so i'm going to take his his golden wings of raw and fly to the sun with amon Ra st brown and not end up
2: like icarus So yeah you want me to go next or jj <laughs> i can go
0: again if you want me to my next guy is uh, uh, another wide receiver uh Courtland sutton from the denver broncos Now, the Broncos added Russell Wilson to the offense this year, and I I feel like people have been debating all offseason, is it Jerry Judy, is it Cortland Sutton that's really going to benefit from this? I think, obviously, both of them benefit, but which one benefits more? I'm going Cortland Sutton here. Oh, man, and it's, it's really just off of what I've seen from him on film. This guy is going to be able to stretch the field. He's a decent route runner. He's I think he's uh, camp reports have said that he is becoming Russell Wilson's favorite target there. I just really like Russell. Uh, I really like Russell Wilson being added to this team. Cortland Sutton, I've always liked, but I just think he takes that next step up with Russell Wilson as his quarterback. This offense, I expect to be really good. I'm drafting Javante Williams everywhere I can drafting Cortland Sun. I'll even take Jerry Judy. The only one I'm really staying away from is Albert Agu- Albert O. Uh, so, um, but I'm, I'm just really excited for all of this whole Denver Broncos offense with Cortland Sun, I think really getting a huge boost for me. I, like, I am happily taking him in the fourth round. I think he's going to be a top 12 wide receiver uh, for fantasy this year.
2: Okay, Uh, I'll go next. So, in 11 games, Dallas Garter played 68% of the snaps or more. He averaged 5.9 targets, 4.5 receptions, 0.3 touchdowns, 62 yards, and averaged uh, 10.7 fantasy points per game, which would have ranked him fifth. Those are good numbers. We have to understand he was literally on the most run-heavy team in the league last year. After week eight, the Eagles led in rushing attempts, yards, and touchdowns. They had 76 more rushing attempts than the second-place team. I guarantee that does not happen again. The Eagles want to pass pass the ball more. It's why they traded for A.J. Brown. The head coach, the owner, the GM have all said during the offseason they want to pass the ball more. And you saw that on the very first drive of the preseason. Hertz went 6-for-6 for for 80 yards and threw a touchdown. to Who else? Dallas Goddard. And that also goes for training camp. He's literally having the best training camp of his career. Uh, Elliott Shore Parks of 94. Uh, WIP.com stated Dallas Garter has had the most targets, receptions, and third most touchdowns of training camp for the Eagles. Uh, Also, according to Adam Kaplan, formerly of ESPN, and right now on Inside the Birds, uh, two days days against the Browns, Dallas Garter was the best player on the field. He put an absolute show. Uh, The Browns tried everything, but they abused their secondary and linebackers. Um, The thing about Dallas Gardner that makes him special is that he's not just athletic. He has great hands. He solved his drop problem of last year. Um, AJ Brown is the 1A, but Dallas Gardner is the 1B. He is not the 2. He is the 1B. If you saw also on that touchdown in the preseason game, they used the AJ Brown post to get Dallas Gardner wide open on the, on the corner route. I expect that to happen multiple times. I actually have Devontae Smith really low in my rankings, somewhere in the 40s, because I think A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard both go over 100 targets. I think Dallas Goddard becomes the ninth tight end since 2017 to go over 1,000 yards. His ADP right now, he's a league winner. He's being drafted in the seventh round behind guys like uh, George Kittle, Darren Waller, um, even Dalton Schultz. And I think that is ridiculous. I know multiple fantasy experts are way too low on him. Dallas Gardner is going to have a monster season.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm going to stick with the tight end position and I'm going to go, I'm I'm actually going to stay in the same division. Uh, I'm going to go with Cowboys Dalton Schultz. Um, If you've been listening, you know, Ryan and I have a bet involving um, this gentleman and I still feel confident about his ability in that bet. Um, he was a force to be reckoned with last year. And I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with this year. I think he's going to be a top five tight end. And basically, this offense has CeeDee Lamb and then it's Dalton Schultz. And so he's going to be the clear number two pass catcher for Dak Prescott on that team. And I think they're going to be a team that has to kind of fight and claw in games to stay with it. And that means more passing. Um, And so you need those quick passes, tight end. That's where you go. And he can get in the end zone. And he, I think he will get over a hundred targets this year. Maybe not. I don't think he will get a thousand yards, but I think he'll get around 800 or so like he did last year. But I just think the volume is going to be there for him again this year because They got rid of a lot of their weapons on offense and they're going to have to, and he's talented enough and big enough, a big enough guy to where they're going to have to rely on him. And so that means fantasy production. So top five tight end from Dalton Schultz this year.
0: All right, I'll finish up my last daydream player is going to be Aaron Jones running back from the green Bay Packers. Aaron Jones, like people, I don't know why, but they do not like Aaron Jones this year. I mean, they still got him as a running back too, but this man is a running back one everywhere. Going in the second round of drafts should be going, I'm not saying early in the first round, but he should be going late in the first round, maybe the early of the second round. Uh, Aaron Jones, people are wondering Alan Lazard is going to be the number one wide receiver there. Who's going to get the most targets? Aaron Jones is the guy that already has continuity with Aaron Rodgers. He's already the guy that's been there for years and years. They like A.J. Dillon playing there, yes, but I think both running backs can play on the field at the same time. He's going to get close to 200 touches on the ground still and close to 60, 70 receptions. Uh, He's going to score touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers, This is one of the few guys that Aaron Rodgers does trust on this offense for sure. Uh, So Aaron Jones running back one season, not overall running back one, but just a running back one this season. Easy. Lock it in.
2: Okay, I'll finish up mine. It's kind of a little twofer. It's uh, Christian Kirk and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, We'll start off with reason number one. Urban Meyer is gone. Um, Doug Pearson is a way better coach than Urban Meyer was. He's an upgraded offensive play caller. Uh, to, through 2016 through 2019, uh, Coach Pearson led the Eagles to three playoff appearances and a Super Bowl win, right? Better. I mean, Urban Meyer couldn't even make it 15 games. Uh, during those four seasons, the number one pass catcher in the offense averaged 8.3 targets, 5.3 receptions, 57 yards. And 0.4 touchdowns per game. In the first half, Christian Kirk had eight targets, five receptions, and 54 yards. Uh, it was they were purposely showing that he was the guy in the offense versus the Raiders in the first half. They also paid him 18 million dollars a year, uh, which kind of low key set the wide receiver market and made all these extra big contracts for like DK Metcalf and you know Debo all that stuff. His ADP right now is in the tenth round. He's going to put up wide receiver two numbers in this offense, and you're going to get him in the tenth round. I mean, the volume right there. I mean, I just talked about C.D. Lamb, and he basically has the same volume that C.D. Lamb had last year, um, or that's what he had in the first preseason game. Also, T. Law, his talent is undeniable. He has a better rushing ability than most uh, than most can give it or most understand. Also, when you look at Wentz, during the 56 games he played, he basically averaged uh, 250 passing yards, 1.7 touchdowns, and a uh, 0.6 interception rate or interceptions. If T-Law does that this year, he'll get 4,000 yards and 29 touchdowns, a major upgrade from what he did last year. He also has a better running ability. I trust his offense with Dougie P. I think – Trevor Lawrence is going to be a great streamer. Christian Kirk is going to be a steal in the 10th round. I had him as my sleeper, but the more I kept getting in the stats, I just the more I started liking him, making him basically a daydream for me. Um, and that's it for me.
1: So I will end it out with a QB from the Bay. It's Trey Lance, Sir Lancelot, the Black Knight of the NFL. He is here, and he means business. Uh, he's taking, you know, the lead spot from Jimmy G, and there's, I think, a lot of pressure on him to do well. But I think he can live up to that pressure. I mean, he's going to have to. But I believe in him to live live up to that pressure. He has the weapons to do so. He has, you know, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle, and he has the running ability to be one of those. That's the that's the big thing here his running ability, his rushing ability, we all know that puts quarterbacks in a favorable position to do well in fantasy. That automatically boost your floor up incredibly. And with the weapons he has in the Kyle, in the Shanahan offense, that those guys put defenses on their heels and they make defenses coordinators pull out their hair because they have no idea what's going to happen. And I think Trey Lance is going to be a key part of that with this offense. And, you know, obviously there's going to be some bad games, but much like any other quarterback has, but I think he will be a good enough in, in this season to lead the offense pretty far. And he's a top 10 QB. I don't like, I think you no later than round eight, you should be getting him. Um, so he's one of those definite guys to, to look for. And if he can fall that far, get him. Um, but yeah, I think there's everything in the world is set up for this guy to do well. And I, I, I believe in him.
0: All right. Those are our daydreams for the 2022 season. Let's move on to our last segment. Keone's got characters where we're gonna give Keone a fantasy football topic and he's going to explain, answer the question, fill in for the topic, uh, doing a a character or a voice. Um, So Keone, what is stopping Ezekiel Elliott from being a top 12 running back? And can you explain that as Jar Jar Binks? So if you guys haven't seen any of these other Keone's Got Characters, you guys can check them all out on our Patreon, patreon.com slash daydreamermedia every single week. Of the KGCs are up there. Uh, yeah. So so go ahead and head over there and, and donate a little bit of money. And you guys can see all of our all of our content. Um, you guys can also head over to our Instagram ff daydreamers ryan's putting out a lot of content on there a lot of good stuff gonna help you win some leagues at ff daydreamers on twitter as well yeah so keone what is stopping ezekiel elliott from being a top 12 running back
1: oh boy visa thinks there's a lot of things first of all his age he's 27 years old so he's not getting any youngers and he's been in the league for six some years now going on seven. It's really hard for a running back to maintain those top 12 numbers for that long. He also doesn't do as much with the hands and the passing work. <clears throat> he's basically getting a few yards per carry each season, except for one pair in the middle. But Wisa don't thinks about that. He's also got the Tony Pollard to deal with, and Misa likes him. Uh, He's many a calling the best back on the team, much like my boy, Annie. But slowly but surely, Tony Pollard eating into the snap percentage, and last year, having nine games under 65%, Ezekiel Elliott is. which is good, but eh, and the year before <clears throat> only have five games, count five games under 65%. <clears throat> and the big stat, the number one stat for why he's not in the top 12, <clears throat> he has dropped yards, dropped in yards per game every year. So starting in 2016, <clears throat> he had 109 yards per game. But in 2021, it was all the way down to 59. That's crazy. And the guys ahead of him are much younger. Much like Anakin versus Princess, way too young. And they can catch the ball a lot more. And then the other guys are guys who are going to be the major workhorses. So, Zeke starting to get away from that. Still solid RB two, borderline, but just not not top twelve anymore.
0: All right, so let me ask you a couple guys or Ezekiel Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott or Javante Williams this season.
1: Let me think. Hmm. I'm gonna say Javonte Williams. Mm. I like him in Denver and he gets a lot of, he splits that field, but he's a young guy and he catches a ball. So just slightly ahead, just a little bit ahead.
0: All right. Of
1: Ezekiel Elliott.
0: Ezekiel Elliott or James Conner.
1: Very close again, but one spot ahead of Mr. Conner.
0: Ezekiel Elliott is ahead of James Conner.
1: I have him ahead of James Conner. Okay. But again,
0: okay. I'm a little bit
1: on James Conner. Yeah,
0: yeah. You, All right. Um, uh, last one Ezekiel Elliott or Saquon Barkley?
1: I, I know I like Saquon Barkley. I like other people. Ah, He's very, very much a bad guy, ah, dark guy vibes from this guy. Um, and me, so no, like, under New York. <laughs> so. It's the same division. Ah, no, Ezekiel Elliott. Right. Cowboys right. and Jerry Jones, although Jerry Jones kind of scares me. He looks like the emperor. All
0: right. all right. All right, that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again. You guys can find all of our content on our website. fantasydaydreamers.com. Go ahead and head over there. Find everything you guys want to find all of our stuff. Uh, so until next time
2: stay dreaming stay dreaming stay dreaming